0: state of podcasting in 2017 so far and where it is headed listener feedback and comments on the show this week uh, we got a lot of detailed comments from listeners out there to the show about the radio versus podcasting discussion and the show length and duration and we're going to talk about my trip to pod summit in calgary <laughs> Well, thank you for downloading and, and listening to us. This is the Spreaker Live Show. This episode, what did I say? 111, 111 episodes for May 10th, 2017. My name is Rob Greenley, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker. And thanks for getting us today and taking time out of your day. If you're listening to this live, we appreciate that. We do it live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. And I'm joined again by my co-host, Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. So, Alex, how goes the podcast on Spreaker these days?
1: Yeah, good man, uh, fantastic. Thanks for asking. Uh, we always talk about this show, but my other show is going well as well, uh, well too, too as well. Uh, and it's well
0: it's, too. You know, I think pl- is the correct terminology on that, right? <laughs> Phrasing.
1: It, 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 there you go. It's plugging right along. Thanks, Rob. And uh, it's uh, yeah, the numbers are good. I you know I actually I've slowed down just a little bit because I've been you know busy, 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 busy. Busy, uh, with busy life with day. life, right? Right, but it, you know, I um, you know, I try to get at least one a week, and I slowed down last month. It was like three for the month. So this month, I want to get back up to speed and at least do like once a week. And th- here's part of it, Rob. I and mean, we'll, get, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I've been doing more YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and I for a long time, even for a year, I kind of ratcheted it up, and then I told you, and you know, Google AdSense was swept out from a lot of content yeah. creators yeah. so it kind of some of the motivation left but i'm still doing it to see how this is all going to pan out and if some of those monetization uh, those oh videos you rather.
0: don't care about making money we'll anyway you do it because you yeah. love it
1: I do love it, and it's not about the money. But I got to be honest with you: when you get used to those checks coming checks, in, I mean, and yeah. it's not a lot of money, but you just get used to it. All of a sudden, you know, when you see that you were getting and Rob again, it's not a lot of money, right? I don't want anyone to think you're going to get rich on YouTube. Although some people have, now is not oh, a good sure. time to try. Yeah. But you know, I say I average a hundred dollars a month, and then on good months, like my best month, I think was three hundred dollars for a month, right? So not a ton of money, but when yeah. you get used to that trickling in, and you need a new mic, you know. You need, you know, a new a new mouse, whatever it is, stuff. And I always try to use that money to go back. Yeah. I've bought, I've actually spent more money on my little studio here than I probably. Well, that's not true. That's not true. It's probably evened out, um, because there's hosting and all this other stuff. But what I'm getting at is some of the incentive was lost, and I know a lot of YouTubers are struggling with that too. So I'm going to go back to doing more podcasts and slow the videos down. I'm still going to do the videos, but slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, get back to where where home is, where my heart is at, podcasting. So,
0: all right. Well, that sounds yeah. like a good plan. Long
1: winded explanation.
0: Actually, you raise a really good point. I mean, if you can bring in some revenue from your content production that you do, then uh, that helps pay for those microphones and those upgrades that um, all of us would like to be able to do to our studios, right?
1: Well, in trade shows, I was looking yeah. at using that money to buy my ticket for the podcast. You know, which we've been talking about here, the uh, trade show. Podcast movement, and, right? Sorry, podcast movement, and yep. I, so many names. It's like I forget all of them. But <laughs> podcast Movement, the big the big Kahuna, let's say, right? The, the big, big one, Kahuna. Yeah, That's which right. Is it's right down in your backyard. In yeah, for the yeah. first time, it's easy for me. And still, it's you know, it's still a four hundred dollar ticket. So it would yeah. been nice to use my podcasting money to support that endeavor. Although I don't have to get a hotel. Like, you know, it can be costly for other people. I know people coming in from out of state. So at any rate, like, me. Uh, yeah, I'm not, like <laughs> you, absolutely. And other people that I've really just met online. That's where it's really all happened. Um, but so at any rate, yeah, I, I look forward to meeting people like you for the first time. A lot of people will laugh knowing that we've never actually met in person, although we did try the last time uh, I was in Seattle, but I, I didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, it would have been nice to use that money for the trade show. So now this is coming a little bit out of my pocket. No, Seeing that I got $23, Rob, $23 for last month. I am still I still can't believe it. I've never made that low money. I, wow. Little, that little, little, wow. Maybe even when I first started and I wasn't even really – trying right but once i started pushing my podcast out and started making some money you just uh, you get used to it that's all i'm going to say enough yeah it's
0: kind of like getting addicted to coffee or something right you just have to have it (laughs) Everyone knows I have a massive <laughs>
1: coffee addiction. If you can't tell already, I've already yeah, had three I, cups today.
0: I know. <laughs> I can. I, I can tell you're you, you're up and on it, boy. I'll tell you. So, so
1: I, I, I'm not going to bash YouTube any longer because I know we're going to praise YouTube a little bit later.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it as an option for people, right? Option. Yes, praise. that's right. That's right. But this past weekend, I was up in Calgary, Canada, so right, right, at right. a podcasting conference, Pod Summit. How it go? Eh? It, it went pretty good. <laughs> okay, it was up oh, was in the movie? the Alberta province, up in uh, okay. up in Canada, just kind of just a little bit north of Seattle and kind of east a little ways. Is um, it cold up
1: there this time?
0: Uh, it 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 bad. had its moments when I was up there, cold. But when I went up there, it was in in the seventies, so it was oh, it was nice, nice up there. Uh, it's a big uh, it's a big city. About one point one million people live in Calgary. It's a big city. Wow, yeah, it is a big city. Yeah, of course the whole country of Canada only has like 35 million, 34 million people and it's almost the same landmass as the United States. I mean, as far as physical, We have like what?
1: 380 mass. million? People. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of a wow, difference. Oh, that's a big difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more people down there, but uh it was a good conference. There was it was like maybe 125 people showed up for the event. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, it was in a Just like long a long. shared working space in a oh, building like in kind of in Amazing. downtown. Had all of the you know all the necessary gadgets uh, for projecting onto walls and and lots of chairs and lots of room. Ultra and, modern and
1: everything. There's yeah, exactly. A lot exactly. of those spaces are really modern. They got the super fast Wi-Fi monitors yeah, and everything. This exactly. was nice. We've got one here in Long Beach. Is really nice.
0: and it was really an event that was focused on the full spectrum of uh, creating audio content uh, from storytelling to how to work with um, your metadata, how to edit, how to do just the basics. And I got up in front of the group and, and talked about the state of podcasting right now and where we're at with the medium. And, and I wanted to share that uh, that same kind of talk that I gave um, at the conference uh, with the show today. So we can just march out. It's basically a list of things and it's in the show notes, but uh, it's just a list of of elements in the space that um, is active today and and is a factor, and also if you kind of read between the lines a little bit, you can kind of see you know the trend lines moving off of these things into the future, and mm-hmm. um, and but let, let's just start out. I clearly think that uh, we're in a content era of the podcasting space, and I think many in the in the space would would agree with me. Um, that the listening tools, the technology, all that kind of stuff is kind of disappearing into the, the background to some degree and the, the, the listening tools are, are better and the content creation tools are better. Uh, so now we're in this phase, not unlike what happened to YouTube, to bring it back to YouTube. YouTube basically made it really easy to produce video content and publish it and monetize it and all that stuff. Um, And it saw an explosion in content production. And I I believe that's the phase that we're in right now. Um, But at the end of the day, the listener, just like with YouTube, the viewer is driving that medium. You as a content creator need to need to think about content that will be of value and attractive to a listener because without listeners, this medium isn't really much value to anybody. So it's, it's all about, you know, what that listener can get from the the content. And at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of people say that content is King in some ways you you could actually say that the listener is King in podcasting because, um, that's why everybody does this. It's not all about big content companies or it's not all about any of that. It's it's about the engagement with the listener and the listener's participation and the listener's involvement is what this era is all about. The whole awareness of podcasting is building as well. And that is translating into audience. The question, and I've mentioned this on the show before, is the whole balance between supply and demand. That is a metric that applies to podcasting here. Is the supply of content uh, meeting the demand of the audience? And is that supply and demand out of balance? I'm always a little concerned that the supply is greater than the demand. And that's why we see splintering of shows or shows that um, aren't picking up audience. But, you know, it's a delicate balance, too, because you have quality and then you have supply and you have demand. So those are the three factors that equate to the growth of this medium, whether the listeners are getting what they want, right?
1: Right. And I totally agree with that. And also because people become they're a lot more sophisticated podcast listeners now. Right. Because they have so yeah. many different choices. Yeah. You know, forget radio and satellite radio, but just the, the sheer sheer amount of podcasts out there. And every day, another one's starting. And a lot of them are from former radio show hosts or Bill O'Reilly, a hugely, <laughs> you know, uh, Famous and high-rating television hosts or reality show stars or musicians. I mean, there's there's so much competition and people who have a lot a bigger uh, name brand audience than you, I guess I would say, right? They're just, they're, they're more well-known. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it, it, it's a crowded space and companies, you know, corporations are launching podcasts. Almost every radio station is now putting their stuff into a, some sort of a podcast format. So it's getting crazier and crazier by the day I think more. I think podcast listeners are so sophisticated now that it doesn't take much for them to just tune out and find something else. Right. I mean, it, it only takes a, a matter of a click to click on the next podcast or a quick Google search. So, yeah. like you said, and you've said it before, maybe that's part of the issue that there's just so much content. You know what I, it kind of equates to in my mind, just thinking of film because I'm a cinema guy. Like the whole, not Bollywood, but they called it Nollywood. Like the mm-hmm. whole Nigerian film industry, and they were producing like a staggering, rub, like yeah. six or seven films a week, right? Some of these production companies. I mean, they're they're very low budget type films, yeah, right? Totally they're cheesy yeah. special effects. Anyone who's lit, just pull up Nollywood films on YouTube, they're hilarious. Some of them, some of them aren't bad, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, mediocre acting, production values, whatever. But you have to assume that if they're producing that um, that many films and, such a, and within a year, the hundreds and hundreds of films, half of them or a certain amount have to be absolute rubbish. So it's the same thing with podcasting. I mean, you could find some of the most entertaining and enlightening podcasts out there, and then all of a sudden you find another one that's barely listenable. Sometimes it's just the audio quality. Go to Blog Talk Radio, for God's sake. Anyway, Definitely. But-
0: is the audience growing? I've mentioned in the past that there's probably 2,000 2000- – new podcasts that come out every month um, is, and, geez, and geez. is the, the audience growing at a clip that was keeping up with that? And well, nobody really knows that. for sure. Yeah. Nobody really knows the answer to that for sure. But it's something to keep in mind because if if the really? audience isn't growing with that, we're, we could potentially see a pullback.
1: And in, podcasters tend to be yeah. loyal. So it's tough for them to switch, right? If they're already listening to, let's say, a podcast about podcasting, right, or like we're doing you know they may not you know they may check out some other ones but they tend to be loyal that's just my own opinion like i there's certain business certain mm-hmm. marketing podcasts that i do listen to but i, I really stray yeah <laughs> you know? once you're hooked in you're hooked in
0: yeah and then the other big um trend line is monetization tools are getting better and better every day and yeah. it's it's yeah. going to be you know i think that there's going to be more opportunities for podcast hosts to Make a little bit of money from their shows as you look into the future, uh, but well, that all, all translates. Yeah, I mean, it all translates back to audience growth. That's why it's so important to have this balance between the supply and demand, and keeping that demand strong. And I think quality is definitely a key component to keeping the demand strong.
1: Um, well, and Spreaker, I don't know if you've noticed this, Rob, or if this is uh, just you know recently done. Um, but I've noticed that on Spreaker monetization, it is now being monetized on the website because before I think it had to be embedded, right? Correct. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it's it's – they're playing now directly from your – because I've been listening to a few shows and I, I heard ads before their shows. Yep. So um, that's, that's the good news. But the flip side, that's why I was giving you <laughs> – the, noise. the flip side of that coin, like I hate to keep going back to it, you, YouTube screwed podcasters and content creators. They've demonetized. I mean just simple spoken word. How do, how do you – like what's so controversial about that? But they don't like it. They flag it for whatever reason. It doesn't even matter the content yeah. of the show. They're not listening to this stuff, folks. I guarantee it. They're just they, – they look at the title. Maybe they have some sort of algorithm, that, keywords, whatever it is. They're not – they don't have people. They can't. They, they can't keep up with all the – content going up there. So, even when you try to say, "Hey, you know, why aren't you monetizing my stuff? It was monetized before." You get a form answer. You're never going to get a real person and, uh, you know, t- take take a walk, exum. That's basically their attitude. Take a hike, exum. They don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the the unfortunate part about the monetization thing. Thank God yeah. Spreaker and other companies are doing stuff like this cuz now you know, people are where else are you going to what else are you going to do, Rob? Where yeah. can you really go? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's that, That's true. As the scale gets bigger and bigger, it's harder for companies to provide that service. Um, and then also, if you look at Google Android's mobile platform, the consumption of podcasts is still lagging far behind iOS. Mm-hmm. So, And in, in Google appears to be rejiggering things, and their Google Play podcast area seems to be um, on the track to moving over to YouTube. We don't know if that's going to translate into a better uh, podcast experience on Android. Uh, But, you know, that ratio is like four to one, you know, Um, the consumption of podcasts. And it's actually like, I think the last number I saw was almost like 27 to one as far as um, actual consumption of ratio between iOS and Android. Because there's so many more people with Android phones as compared to iOS devices that if the same number of people... We're consuming on Android, it would be 27 times more than iOS. So it's it's just kind of a, yeah, it's just a huge upside opportunity for Google and Google just hasn't got their act together. They got something pulled together. I I think in the next six months to a year, there's going to be a lot of people in the podcasting space are going to be putting a lot of pressure on Google to actually um, step up and do something um, more than what they're doing to compete against and um, the iOS
1: platform with Apple. Um, and, you know, I, Rob, I think it's probably a good idea that they move podcasts to YouTube because I've said that's where I get the thrust. And sure. I know we got some comments, I think it was from Linda, about not really getting many views on YouTube. I think it depends, right, on on your audience and the type of show you're doing.
0: Well, they but, haven't really focused on podcasting either. YouTube has been predominantly a, a video platform. Video, right.
1: Yeah. Right, right. but uh, they do have tons of music. A lot of music sure. discovery is done on YouTube, obviously because of the videos, but there's tons of music just uploaded yep. with no video and just a placeholder. Yep. So what I'm getting at is it seems yep. logical to me that they would transition it to YouTube, maybe tweak it, maybe have a different landing page yeah. because the, exactly. what they have now is abysmal. The, what they have now sucks. Let's just all be honest. Anybody that's gone there... Knows it. You're not getting any if you're on there like I am. I can barely even find my show or other shows that I want to find, and it just it, it it's just yeah. not a good rollout for them. So I think YouTube might be better.
0: Yeah, and if uh, YouTube can establish kind of like an audio um, section of the YouTube platform that uh, presents a a good uh, listening experience uh, and incorporates it into their their YouTube apps. Uh, and enables subscriptions and enables my fear is that they're just going to do streaming um, and it's not going to have the full spectrum of what people expect from a podcast experience.
1: You know, I um, didn't think about that. Would you be able to download it or would it be just well,
0: you know, posted
1: elsewhere?
0: The history of uh, YouTube is that downloads not. are just not done,
1: and unless you have the YouTube red you can download well, it now with YouTube Red but I know it's a separate issue. I yeah, don't know, Rob, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Maybe that's yeah. not good. I didn't even think about the download part because everybody wants the download.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say everybody wants that, but I would not say es- anyway. I would say especially on the their mobile app, if they're going to incorporate this into their mobile app that they're going to want to have a subscription feature that will well, will enable auto delivery of that audio content. That may not play into the model that, that YouTube wants, which is monetization of um, click play actions. We'll see how this works out. I mean, um, they could also get into trying to monetize against uh, this audio content, which presents all sorts of issues um, that I'm going to have to do a whole show on if they move, it, so. move that way because it's, it's going to break a lot of um, the content networks and how they monetize today you know but,
1: I, and, and not everybody wants to I, you're right saying that everyone wants to download it because some people don't want to deal with the down the hard drive space or the bandwidth but yeah. I would think just about every pod listener I was going to say podcaster but someone who listens to podcasts wants rather regularly has at one point had to download it right because you were getting on a plane or you went to the gym where they had terrible Wi-Fi or whatever it was so yeah. it, it, there's always the need to download I don't know like if, if YouTube didn't this is nobody's. Nobody's listening to me, but I was, if I had a say at YouTube, I would say find a way to make at least the podcast downloadable. Right? If there's no video, it's just audio. I mean, come on, what, you know. But then they're going to be yeah. worried about music uh, being uploaded and all that crap, and you know, violating.
0: Yeah, you know, I, anyway, I, that's what they're. That I mean, who knows? That may actually you know. force some changes too. But they may, they may want to put some sort of. Uh, download controls on there, some sort of mm-hmm. a um, change the file name and hide it in the file system somehow or to try and protect that download from being um, pirated out of their, their app. I I don't know. It's There's always a way, right? But they may try and figure something out uh, to try and protect those media files from getting taken off of the, the actual app or the device itself. The other big trend that's happening in the state of podcasting today is the whole... Uh, th- thing around smart speakers and i know we've talked about this on the on the show maybe a few times um they're getting better uh and the adoption is wide uh, i think we talked about it a couple couple weeks ago on on the episode about age gender and race uh, it's pretty much adoption across the board and growing fast the smart speaker technology enablement is is kind of still very weak for podcasting but it's early in its development uh voice navigation finding episodes, navigating through metadata, uh, r- verbally, um, uh, subscribing to, uh, to a podcast, uh, on your, on your, um, on your Alexa echo or, and now recently just this last week, they announced a visual version of the, uh, echo and Alexa device. I don't know if you saw this, Alex, that they, no. they're coming out with a, um, kind of like a desktop radio type of experience that has a screen on it, a touch okay. screen. So you can um, actually have a visual uh, representation of your voice commands as well. You can talk to this screen and it will display things to you too, as well as speak to you. Um, hmm. So okay. you'll be able to have a visual component to this as well, which I, I I think as you look in the future and you think of the wider adoption of this of these smart speaker type devices, they'll just be, they'll be everywhere. They'll be on your mobile phone. They'll be on your computer. It'll be, that visual element will be a part of that experience. Great. which has been, just what I
1: need. <laughs> Another screen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it may not be an additional screen it, but it could be, right? It could be on your refrigerator. It could be on, in your car. It could be, which screens are going to be everywhere in our lives. Anyway, as you look into the future, um, they're going to be our computers or our tablets, whatever, Um, that's going to be pervasive. I mean, it's going to be everywhere. It may even be embedded in the mirror in your bathroom. You know, I know that some companies have been working on that kind of stuff. So you go into the bathroom, you can listen to your podcast, you walk down the stairs, you can listen to your your podcast on your mobile device, in your headset that's in your ear, and then you go out to the car and it starts playing the same podcast in the car as you're driving to work in your autonomous vehicle. You know, So you can kind of visualize how this might, play out, right? Um,
1: it's a little creepy in a way because you know how I feel about all that. And well, like they have the contact lens, uh, basically like Google Glass, but it's now a contact lens, which yeah. they're, they're coming out with. But I always think all of this stuff gets to a point where people are like, it's too intrusive because that's what happened with Google Glass, right? It never took off. Everyone thought that was the biggest next thing. They were 1200 bucks for a pair of glasses. And it was just people were like, it's too much. So I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I... I, I I don't know about the smart speakers. I like them. Like, I like the idea of it. I just don't like the idea of it listening all the time. That's the only thing that creeps me out.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I talked about up in uh, up in Calgary was that discovery is really not, not as big of an issue. Um, that A lot of people kind of from the online radio world think that discovery is the problem. Um, but it's also a generational shift in how people are consuming on-demand audio content. Radio is still big. A lot of people think that, There's so much content out there that, you know, how am I going to find what I want? You know, and that is true to a sense, but those are typically people that are either uh, creating a podcast are not getting enough audience or they're people that don't really understand um, how to use an app to get access to this content. Those are people that need to be educated and shown how to get into this. And typically the younger generation gets it quicker. They've been more in in tune with on-demand audio um, they've been listening to music on demand for a long time, so it's not a big mental shift for that generation to shift over to consuming like this. And that the medium today, podcasting, is a global and national medium, but it's fast becoming, if radio is able to make this jump, it's going to fast become a local medium as well. Um, so that's going to happen, and word-of-mouth sharing uh, is the key and the core of this today, and um, and You as a podcaster getting and becoming a part of uh, what what I call mixed media, which you're involved in video. You're maybe guesting on other podcasts. You're doing other types of media. Maybe you're writing as well. You're getting into other you know radio and television. You're getting exposure, and that's how. You grow your show, I believe. Anyway, those are kind of the key things that I covered up in Calgary. You got into a about. lot
1: up there, Rob.
0: <laughs> well, it was hard. only like a, it was only like a seven minute talk. Um, oh, all right. So it was pretty pretty quick. I I blew through these things. Fairly quickly, so they could get on to their main speakers. But um, but yeah, it was it you. Was
1: you crazy. were the main speaker. What are you talking about?
0: No, well, I wasn't the main speaker. <laughs> who, how, <laughs> I was no, the first was speaker. The, I was the first speaker, but I wasn't this, certainly the I, the main you're one. You're
1: headlining. That that says something. You're headlining. <laughs> hey, but who, who was the uh, uh, audience? Really, was it were they want to be podcasters? It was podcasters?
0: equal. It was equal. It was like fifty oh, um, okay. fifty. You know, I I asked the audience it's right sorry. when I got up there. I say, you know, raise your hand if you uh, are currently doing a podcast and about half the audience went up with a hand so the the other half want to be at some point probably else they wouldn't be there
1: it's amazing how many budding podcasters there are out there right and that they spend money and go to shows like this just because they're interested, right? They haven't even done a show. I, it's, it's good to know. I mean, that's good for the community, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. it was
0: good good because, I mean, it was a good balance, right? Because I kind of want to have a one-to-one relationship. So, I, I mean, with people that are there that are podcasters that know how to do it and people that don't, you know? So that, that, that information sharing, um, it basically happens when you have that kind of dynamic. I wanted to spend a lot of the show today talking about our listener feedback that we got after last week's episode. Uh, where we uh, talked about uh, all sorts of topics, but mainly around duration of shows and, and what some of our listeners have experienced with their own shows. So I figured we would kind of talk about that. You know Gail Nobles wrote us, and uh, she said, let's uh, let radio stay the same and more power to podcasting. I'll keep on growing and, and keep on going. And keep on going like the energy or the Energizer Bunny is what she said. So she just is fine with radio staying the same if that's what they want to do, and she'll just keep doing podcasting. She'll be different. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Linda Irwin uh, wrote. uh, You know that she has a Facebook page and two Twitter accounts and two websites and a SoundCloud account that are dedicated to audio and creating videos for the show. at the moment until we get a new video sharing platform. So I guess there's kind of a lull in, uh, in her perception that there's a video sharing platform and uh, streaming live video. So I guess she wants to get back into doing that kind of stuff again, too. There does seem to be a little bit of a, of a lull unless she's not willing to work with Facebook, I guess on the whole live, live video stuff.
1: Um, I don't know. I think live video is a great idea. I mean, a lot more people are doing it and, uh, Depending on which one you're using, there's a bunch of services. I know yeah. everyone's doing a lot of Facebook Live videos, you know, so I'm sure that would get you, yeah. you know, views from followers on Facebook and friends and family and stuff. But YouTube has the streaming service as well, which they've made it yeah. easier for people to use. And there's other, you know, and, other platforms. Yeah, oh,
0: you know, Facebook. And she does mention mm-hmm. uh, a one here called um, We Knew.
1: I saw that. I wasn't familiar. Which
0: I haven't I seen that one before. It's, yeah. it's spelled W-E-N-O-O. And, um, I guess it's a, it's a video sharing platform. I just wasn't, wasn't aware of that one before. I'm assuming it's, it's probably at, comments, uh, right. you know, at that name.com probably, uh, winu, is what I would try. I didn't try it before the show. So f- feel free if you, if you want to try it, uh, let us know what you think. And, I pulled up
1: dot I don't know if I've got the right one. It's kind of, it looks like a outdated YouTube, but anyway.
0: Oh, is right it? One. Okay.
1: Outdated YouTube. (laughs) Let me go to com. I just hope it doesn't pull up something bad. Hold on. You never know. Yeah, window.com is nothing but net. So, okay, Okay. cool. I I wasn't familiar with this platform.
0: No, I wasn't either.
1: And, yeah, but that's about it.
0: There's always a bunch of platforms out there that are new upstarts that are popping up all the time. People are
1: competing with YouTube, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And she actually wrote, uh, uh, we get the least amount of listens on YouTube for her show. Um, Yeah. And... And, well, as we talked about earlier, YouTube is going to be shifting to podcasts. So maybe that will change, hopefully. Uh, she's getting a lot more traffic out of SoundCloud and Spreaker, obviously Facebook and, and Twitter. But then again, she's totally doing an entertainment show, um, not a topic or, or you know conversational-based show. So where she has an individual guest on or something like that, she's just talking entertainment, being, being fun. She started out at 30 minutes. Uh, as far as the duration. So she was addressing this whole duration question, and our listeners said that they wanted them shorter, which is interesting. Uh, so she's been doing roughly 20-minute episodes, except for some specials that she goes up to 40 minutes. 20 so, minutes
1: the magic number.
0: So she got feedback that 30 minutes was too long. So huh. wow. I don't know. It That's where I've been saying for a while, and we'll go into this a little bit later in the show, is that I don't know that there is an ideal length of a podcast. I mean, I do typically recommend 30 minutes to f- to 45 and 50 minutes as the ideal range. Um, but, you know, if it works for you to do 20 minutes, do 20 minutes. Go for it, you know. Um, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that you're necessarily doing something wrong. But I guess I stand up and oppose that position when somebody comes out and says, that everybody needs to be doing a twenty-minute show because that's the ideal length of a of a podcast. And and I know Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting wrote us as well, and he kind of has that same opinion as well. <laughs> that um, commented about your comments, Alex. Um, that yeah, I hate they, a mouthful
1: to say. I, people need to go read that comment.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he says that uh, he feels like you, Alex, don't like longer shows. I don't know yes, if that's that's
1: my opinion. Absolutely, 100%.
0: And he says that – but some people do, and and I I think you would agree with that.
1: I have nothing against Dave. I don't know the guy, right? But let me tell you something, Dave. I don't need to learn any critical thinking, and don't start with your psycho babble. I deal (laughs) with these kind of comments all the time on YouTube, okay? And everything you said in here was opinion, if not hearsay and conjecture. And I Googled this very report, and what I found astounding – I'll tell you at the end of the the little rant I have here, Rob – but I went and found the very report he's talking about and an article, Rain News, that discusses it. We could put that in the show notes if you want later. I go through this to make sure that I'm reading the numbers in the charts that I've previously read because I've read this article, I think, before. It's back March 15, 2017. I go through. The charts all pretty much are saying exactly what I thought. And you people can read this says 40% of listeners stick around through the entire podcast. Another 45% listen to most... But when you look at the charts, it drops off after 20 minutes, or around there, half hour, 20 minutes. Four, and then you have the other 10 percent that listen to less than half and then 5 percent that listen to just the beginning. So, in fact, most people only listen most. Sixty percent don't listen to the entire show. But he's saying they do. So I don't know where he's getting his information. I'm thinking. Then I read the rest of the article and I'm like, let me get some more like numbers here and stats. And in this very same article, it says in a time starved world, you know, you have less of a chance of keeping them the longer that you go. And he's talking about this magical 50 minute mark and everything here is showing mm-hmm. that, you know, here's another quote, longer podcasts should expect that two thirds, most of the audience is gone sometime between 20 and 60 minutes. OK. Also, you have to keep in mind that
0: um, that data is maybe missing a, a piece and I think that the concern that exists in the podcasting space is that that came from a person that focuses on radio and that there might be some bias in perspective uh, on who they're, they're talking to about podcasting and their perception around how, how the medium really works. Um, and that gets back to sessions. Um, it gets back to there's no mention oh, of, but, but of, been, uh, of this is, it... sessions of listening as well, which is a big factor here.
1: All I'm saying is is the very report, the Edison yeah. Research report that yeah. he's referencing, I go to mm-hmm. to find out yep. the numbers aren't really jiving with what he's saying, wh- wh- whether we agree with the data or not, right? Miraculously, I look at the article, and who is the commenter? There's only three comments on this article. Mirac- I, I'm, not, I sh- I'm not kidding you. I, I can't make this stuff up. It's Dave Jackson on <laughs> March the 16th. He has a comment. Yet Dan Carlin's Hardcore History just set a record for a million do- downloads in 24 hours. His episode is six hours long. But
0: Not episode, all of his got, episodes are, yeah. Well, for yeah, cool but,
1: yeah. but Dave Jackson's obviously got a hard-on for long shows. He, Because later on in his comment, he suggests that when I'm given new information, I don't form a new opinion. I absolutely disagree with that. The wise man changes his mind often. The fool <laughs> never. But yeah. what's astounding is the very article that he's referencing. I go and he's commented going back to this, this – this mantra of long shows. Get off the long shows, Jackson. Read the very article that you're commenting on. Okay. Yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. No, that's I get all I have
1: it. to say about that. I'm not yeah. trying to – I'm sure Dave's a nice guy and everything, but he talks with such highfalutin language saying, Alex, well, you're not the barometer. What was it? You're not the – you don't speak for the podcasting community? No schmuck. But I am in the podcasting community and I do have an opinion. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you call yourself the podcasting guru of God. I don't really care. You don't have the numbers to show it. I looked at your numbers on Spreaker. They're, they're, nobody's listening. That's the good news. The condescending nature and tone of his comment just reminded me of every every troll I've dealt with on YouTube, and I just had to give him my two cents worth.
0: There's two sides to this conversation. I mean, and that's the bottom line to, to what happened here um, is that th- there is this perception on the podcasting side that um, that there's an agenda on the radio side to To talk about duration because that fits better with their models, um, and and yeah, well, I understand
1: that. That makes sense. The
0: bottom the bottom line is is that there really is no ideal length of a podcast because uh, he is accurate because that number um, that Rob Walsh gave of a hundred thousand downloads uh, for shows that are f- fifty one minutes long um, that's 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 actual real data across um, probably around 40 to 50,000 podcasts, um, and of the shows that are in the top, you know, he's, uh, Ellipson has like thirty, twenty 20 to 30% of all of the top 200 shows on, in iTunes hosted on their platform. Um, so they're, they're getting real world data and we're comparing it against research data, which is people's opinions about what they do. And, and those can oftentimes be, um, just guesses. Uh, it's based on memory of what people have done in the past. But
1: wait a second. I don't know if that's right because the Edison research report that I think was referenced it's, that he survey, survey data. It's survey data. It's people right who are calling in or they're calling them rather right. Yeah. Right, and so then they're getting so they're getting that information. So you know, I don't know right? Who, who's the more accurate. Like you're saying, uh, what was it, Libson, who has yeah. some of the top. The top 100, they have all the top 100?
0: No, no, I'd say about probably 20 to 30% of the top 100 shows in iTunes are hosted on the Lipson platform, and that's where that data came from. There's a big data set that comprises that number of shows that are getting 100,000 or more downloads or 51 minutes in length. Um, okay.
1: Well, and that's fine. You know what I mean. So maybe that's true. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't have that information in front of me. I'm going from a re, you know the report that I found yeah. that actually Dave commented on. So I figured that might be something worthwhile. Sure. Up, sure. Sure. Because it's one I Googled. But look, there's there, like you said, there's no ideal way. And I yeah. think me, I think maybe the reason why you know. He got a little bit of my venom was because of the way he phrased it. Like he's the almighty podcasting guru, stroking his white <laughs> beard upon the mountain of podcasting because he's yeah. been around since two thousand and one or whatever the heck it. And I'm sorry. That, well, whatever.
0: no, no, he know. does have a white beard, so you're actually right on. Track. Oh, does he? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know that he strokes it like he's a you know like a like a Bond villain or something like that. I'm not sure he's, he's quite got a the Bond white, villain. He's got I mean, the he'll probably
1: white cat on his lap, probably I get it.
0: Probably very
1: entertained by that. So he's got the white cat on his lap and he's stroking. Oh, I haven't got an ax to grind with him. But it was just – it was the nature and it was the, uh, dare I say, snottiness of his comment Snotty. that, that kind of got to me. Well, no, seriously because, the, Rob, you know how I no, am. The I very know, first I thing I do – the very first thing I do when somebody calls himself a guru – because trust me, I've heard a bunch of them. There's the, he's, he's not the first guy. But all these podcasting gurus who talk with such highfalutin language, I go and I look. At their show, and if they're not doing any numbers, I'm not impressed. And I'm just talking Spreaker. I don't know what he's doing elsewhere, right? Because all yeah. I care about this is the Spreaker live show. I want to help Spreaker users, so I go to the Spreaker show that he has here. Nobody's listening. I go to his YouTube channel. Nobody's listening. So, when you're, you got, if you call yourself a guru, right, and you're an expert, I'd like to see the numbers. I'd like well, to see he's numbers. yeah, yeah. He hosts
0: his main shows on Lipson. so because that's that's where he works. He all works right. at well, Libsyn. Oh,
1: he yeah. works for Libsyn. He works for Lipson. okay, all right. Now, well, you see, now I know where he's getting his data, and it's skewed. So, well, I mean, again, it's
0: it's skewed well, no. based on based you on the the shows um, that are hosted on the Lipson platform. I mean, he talks about Rob Walsh, who also works for Lipson too. So,
1: um, so I'm. That's I'm not sure entirely where all this... selling uh, Lipson. I'm sure he's got affiliate links selling <laughs> Lipson product. And does he inform his <laughs> listeners he's selling Lipson? No, because he's saying it's all opinion.
0: Well, no, this isn't yeah, about... No, no, this isn't all about Lipson. So that's not where this is coming from. This same <laughs> topic was... Well, I know I'll this same topic was part of um, the controversy that came out of the NAB conference. I think we had talked about it.
1: Uh, but, um, well, briefly, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, because that... That research study that came out talking about um, that the ideal length of a podcast is twenty two minutes kind of uh-huh. stirred this whole thing up, and it got right. got a lot of people kind of uh, on well, the I'll podcasting not. side all all spun up, and and it also got all the radio people spun up on the other side because they were all saying short form content is better than long form content, and well, it
1: didn't have that effect on me, Rob.
0: I know it didn't, not at all. <laughs> Because you're no, all about it. long-form content now after this show, right? Because we're it's at 43 it. minutes on this show,
1: right? Is it? Well, we always we go long. But you know what? It's funny. Of all things podcasters could argue about and format and radio, where's it all going? It's the length, damn it. What's That's right. length? length? No, you're Stop wrong, talking, us. will you? <laughs> <laughs> right? We're all ready to come to blows over what length is right. 20 minutes, That's... an hour, five hours, six hours. My experience is,
0: is that... If you can come up with a number, there is a podcast that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- there you go. Right Bingo. now, there is that, probably that, an up. Sums up, up right there. There's
0: probably an upper limit uh, to. There's probably not too many shows that are 24 hours long, so you can probably say that there's wow. an upper limit there. But down to the lower limit, there's probably shows that are one minute long. Right, I've I've heard of yeah. the one minute Bible. So you know the what, the one minute Bible podcast.
1: Oh, so really? what the, he reads a minute. It, the
0: yeah, he just oh, reads okay. a couple of passages from the Bible, and that's his podcast. That's kind of interesting. That's kind oh, of interesting. it's interesting. Yeah, that's the spectrum that we're talking about here. And all yeah, Lipson was great. You can was pointing out was is that the, some of the biggest shows are longer. No, that's the I only know. thing. It, yeah, 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 exactly. And but that's not to say that you can't build a very popular show at twenty minutes. I I I know of a podcast network right now. The the the. Um, The Grammar Girl podcast, which is part of the Quick and Dirty Mm -hmm. Tips network that's owned by a big media company back in New York, they put out 12-minute episodes. And that network has done phenomenally well. So it just depends on the content, right? They do very much content that's focused on on a topic that can be delivered in a 12-minute episode. So it's about value. It's not necessarily about length. Uh, well, and I
1: think of Vine, you know, remember when everyone on YouTube wanted to upload longer videos because you only had like 15 minutes, I think, like they gave you 15 minutes was the max, yep, I think, at one yep. point. And then they kind of said, all right, they opened it up. And then because everyone thought, oh, longer videos will be better. And then Vine comes out and then it's like, what, nine second videos. And that, that, that became all the rage. It's weird. It's just it depends on, I guess, the content you're producing. Right. Yeah, Vine exactly. is almost like little gifs, whereas YouTube could be anything. length lectures vid movies anyway
0: and and uh dave thanks for jumping in and contributing to the discussion of this uh topic you know we have another dave um coming up that we're going to talk about that he kind of jumps into this this uh topic as you can tell this topic generates passion (laughs) right
1: it really does and dave got accurate right yeah, dumbing it down with Dave got really kind of into the nitty gritty. I mean, he was quoting quoted you throughout the whole
0: thing. Oh well, what well, it's the first part anyway? But no, uh, I mean,
1: he, no, he really go ahead. But I mean, I yeah. don't know if you want to read it, but
0: well, yeah, I mean, we can quickly run run through it. But I wanted to mention yeah. um, if you want to reach me, you can certainly do that. Uh, rob at Spreaker dot com. If you have a comment, just like uh, what we're doing with these these two big long. Um, long comments that came out of one of our shows if you want to contribute to the discussion we'll probably likely uh pull you up and and uh talk about your comments too so send me an email rob at com, and i'm on twitter too you can send a comment there if you want to as well Uh, that's at rob greenley and alex how can a listener reach out to you and uh, give you a piece of their mind
1: Sure, my hate mail can be sent to <laughs> Alex at alexexum I'm also on Twitter at alexexum and my YouTube channel. Please subscribe YouTube.com slash alexexum. Okay, as long
0: as you're listening, we don't uh, give us your honest to God thoughts and your honest to goodness feedback. We we can take it, whatever it is. Oh,
1: absolutely. No, <laughs> yeah, no. This is this is uh, trust me. This is light compared to my YouTube channel. You want oh, it
0: is. Whatever. Okay.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Oh, he gets heated. Well, goes.
0: Well, Dave this from— This is yes. cordial. This is cordial. Yes, it is. This is, this is reasonable discussion yes. here. Um, yeah. But Dave from the Dumb It Down podcast uh, also sent us <clears throat> a lengthy comment as well in regards to podcast length. His comment at the very first sentence is, the beauty of podcasting is that there are no rules.
1: None. Amen, brother. I love that. When I read that, I was like, you know, he's right. Why are we bickering about this? But then again, I got I got caught up
0: in the. Well, action. it gets it, We're bickering about it because people are coming out uh, with research and data, conflicting that view, right? And yep. trying to draw yep. a definite line in the sand, and that's where people go berserk. People <laughs> don't want to have a line drawn in the sand, right? Um, they want to do what they want to do, and everybody has their own thought of it. And it's at the end of the day, it's up to the audience. What let, let the audience decide? And, and just so the
1: co- listeners know, it's, he, the way he wrote it, he said, "There's no rules," and then dot dot dot, none in all caps. <laughs> just yeah, make sure all, got yeah
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> and exactly. I totally agree, Dave. That's a great line.
0: And it, but he does have a caveat there, except yeah. for the boundaries and limitations set by legal agreements in regards to subscriptions, packages, language. After that, the only limitation are set by your fears, concern, lack of creativity, imagination, and intelligence. There you go. What can Jesus, you say about right.
1: that? Right, <laughs> right. Like no, seriously. Like before, podcasters like you know freak out, as you would say about, uh, or go berserk, as you would say about podcast length. Focus on the actual product, right? Get yeah. imaginative and, and, and be creative with it, and don't we'll worry about the length. He's right. He's right. It's, it, see, Dave, you are the cold shower that we all needed. <laughs> cold shower. That's right. Cold bucket of water.
0: <laughs> it's not as simple as it seems, right? Uh, right? There's a lot of factors that go into this. And he also makes a mention, uh, because of my comment in there, he agrees that the length needs to be driven based on what the content is. And he, he said he agrees with that. And he also says, I think the consensus now pretty much is that there's no such thing as an ideal length of a podcast. Well, that's that's – Something we just talked about. He agrees with that. He kind of agrees with the... I I, I feel a little hesitation with the most popular podcasts. You know, the 100,000 or more downloads that typically get... uh, Are done in 51 minutes. I can agree that's true. But I have no idea if it wasn't true. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a little caveat there. My take on it is that it's easier to do a successful 51-minute or longer show... If you get a hundred thousand downloads, um, I don't know. Did you get his point on that? It's it's a little yeah, it's a little I, hazy to me.
1: Well, I think he's saying that in in other words. You have the motivation to do a longer show. You're going to go longer because you think people are listening. You know what I mean? Well,
0: that's That's right. I mean, and there is a factor here of uh, popularity and um, awareness does translate into probably longer listening sessions. So as you become a better podcaster and as you become more popular and you build a stronger fan base, I think what you do see is this phenomenon of people listening longer. As you refine your show, you make it better, you make it more valuable to the listener, you make a deeper connection with that audience, Uh, I think people will stick around, right? Or they'll come back and listen to the – maybe they only have a 20-minute commute. Maybe they listen to 20 minutes going to work and then they listen to the last 30 minutes going home and they sit in the driveway for 10 minutes listening to the last part of your show. I mean I've done that with podcasts myself. You know, I've listened to a show and I've sat in my garage for (laughs) 20 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> trying trying to finish the show right it's those, those driveway, driveway movies, right? moments yeah. right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> um so those are any comments to this is an interesting you know it would be an interesting experiment to see if those popular shows if they drop 10 minutes from their show or they added 10 minutes for the show do they listen, do they gain more audience or do they lose audience? It's, it's an interesting question. I like that That'd be question.
1: interesting to know, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I think uh, based on that, that research that we saw that you mentioned earlier about fall off at duration, there's probably a factor there. I think people fall off, but it does get back to sessions too. They, that research didn't ask the next question, which is, do you ever come back and finish that episode? Right? Maybe you only listen to 20 minutes of it at that at your session but did you come back to it and listen to the rest of it at a later time and probably a a lower percentage of people are coming back and doing that because they're probably moving on to the next show that came out, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. So yeah, exactly. So it it goes both ways. I mean, he uses an example here of Johnny Carson. I guess when Johnny Carson started to do the Tonight Show, uh, that show was an hour and a half long. It was very popular at that length, but then they reduced it to an hour and it still remained very popular. Um, so you know, the hour and a half, an hour, and then more and more shows started to go to an hour format, which is the now the staple of uh, late night talk shows, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's an analogy that's driven across many TV shows, but there there are thirty minute shows too, right? That are actually after commercials, probably only like twenty two minutes long. Yeah. Um, so you have you know programs like that too. So there is a long history of content being created in those in that range of duration right from 30 to 60 minutes that have been popular consuming lengths of content um so so he's got a good point here he says um his show he said he produced 69 uh shows of all various length when he started doing his show his first 21 episodes he didn't care about length and i guess he took the opportunity to, to experiment at episode 22 to s- pull it back to 30 minutes in length and I guess he saw a, a bump in uh, downloads, uh, I guess, during that four-month span when he, he cut the length of the show back to just 30 minutes. Uh, but then here more recently, I guess at episode 70 or so, um, he's seen his audience uh, drop. So he's not sure why that's happening. Um, I gave him some feedback on that because I went and listened to his show as well. I, I know you've been involved in his show too. Alex, what's your thoughts on on why his numbers might be dropping now? I mean he's only making his show available on Spreaker.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, that's the first thing I would do is you got to use the syndication, man. Dave, you got to yeah. send it out to – and if you don't have a YouTube account, you know, maybe you don't want to send it there. But I don't know if you set it up. By, I'm following you on Twitter. So I don't know if you've got that automatically sending it out there. Um, if you have a Tumblr page, if you have a website, I mean, everywhere you can. Facebook, sorry, I always forget Facebook because I'm not on there anymore. Um, but I would definitely link it up to all your social media and just put it on YouTube. There's no harm in doing it, right? If nobody listens, nobody listens, but if people listen and they would rather consume it on YouTube and they find you and subscribe, it helps. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, Dave. I find the same thing with my – go look at my numbers. I mean you can go to my YouTube channel, Spreaker.com Exum, E-X-U-M, and you'll see. I mean sometimes I'll have a show that will do – You know 50 100 listens and then i'll have another one that'll do five thousand listens right and i i'm like what is the rhyme or reason sometimes it's the topic yeah totally depends on what you're talking about yeah topic is definitely a big big driver yeah huge so if it's a timely issue i find those do really well because i did you know news and current events and politics so that helps if it's timely um another thing i would say you know where are you getting if, if it's only on spreaker where are they coming from? Like, is it just Spreaker subscribers on Spreaker, or like, where are your friends just going to your Spreaker page? Are they getting a notice, through, you know, via email, whatever? Like, I would find out how you can just get it to more places. Oh, by the way, Stitcher. I don't know if you're using Stitcher. Um, you know, all all of the what's the other one, Rob? Isn't there another one that you can link through? Oh, iHeartRadio. Tune in iHeartRadio. Yeah, uh, well, submit it. Tune to in, to in I Heart and iHeart
0: and and, and and I mean, in okay. iTunes. I mean, you, you need to be in iTunes. But yeah, I also, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also gave him some feedback because he's also – Is he still doing it in his car? Yeah, uh, yeah, correct.
1: Okay, yeah. well, that I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but maybe audio quality might help too. That, that's all. But well, right.
0: I mean, I don't think it's – I mean, I, I listened to his most recent episode and the audio quality doesn't sound bad. I think it's – Good, okay, it, all right. It, I think his audio quality sounds fine. I mean, it's, it's I, not I, the painful to I listen I to. Traffic. I mean, it sounds like he's making – probably doing the episode on an iPhone or something like that is what it sounds like. Those sound good. Those sound pretty yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. So I
1: didn't say horrible. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it sounded horrible. No, no, no. I, I'm just wondering.
0: Well, it's it something to, I mean, I mean, if your numbers are dropping, you really should look at everything, right? You should look at right. everything that you're doing. I gave him some feedback. He did state in his comment too, that I find podcasting a, a, a bit scary and intimidating and time consuming. But Dave, I, I don't think it has to be like that. It's just, once you get a set up, um, and get it going. It's basically hands off at that point, um, you know. And he's concerned about you know the the time of day he's publishing and the length of the show and all this kind of stuff like that. And I gave him um, a little bit of feedback. I I told him um, that he should probably do a do a refresh of his square cover art image before he starts podcasting, um, um, and to try and get a graphic artist to help him with that. Um, and to do probably do a little bit more show prep on topics and create some show structure. Uh, it's fine to do it in the car. Um, it may be a little hard to follow an outline if you're driving. <laughs> I mean, I would unless find you it distracting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and if you um, uh, want to have an outline or a topics and things like that, you might want to um, just like pin it to your dashboard or something like that. So you have just a basic outline of what you want to cover, and and just make sure you stay on on track. I'll just
1: say one thing on, on on the end of that. I think those are all great tips, by the way, Rob. I didn't think of some of those, but I will say because you brought up, we brought up the car thing again. Just for me, when I do a sh- this show with Rob, I do I have one thing in front of me, right? It's Skype, which is Rob, basically, right? My microphone and our outline. I get rid of uh, or an article if we're going to talk about that, right? Like I had the comments up or whatever from the show, but I turn my phone off. I get rid of every other window. I don't want I, – I turn off my email. I don't want work distractions, nothing because I'm just a scatterbrain kind of guy. I could go off on a rant as you all know and listen to the show. And then forget about what the actual question was because I went off on a different topic. Like, OK, where was I? And it's not yeah. great for radio. It's not good for a podcast. So I need absolute 100 percent focus. I even turn the blinds down in my windows. So when a cute dog you know, the, goes by, I don't go, oh, I love that puppy. <laughs> or like a car honks the horn. I look to see what's going on, right? I have to – and I'm doing it now just because I'm talking about it. But I have to have absolute focus Because my mind is just got facts and figures and stuff I want to talk about on a show, and I I just can't be distracted. So I would just say, you know, I I don't know if you've tried it. I know that's probably a, a part of the whole thing. Like that's he does it. You know, that's his intro talks about you know being in the car and everything in the Kia. So I know that's part of the thing, but just try. Like doing it in the car, maybe just not driving, you know, like parked in the gar- in the garage or in the driveway, or just try it in your house for once and see if it if it gets any better. That's all I would say. I don't. I'm not saying it sounds scatterbrained at all. I think you sound pretty focused compared well, to how think, I would be. If I, I were in the car, I'd be a mess.
0: I mean, really, honestly, doing your show in, in the car is not really a horrible idea. Um, you don't think it's, so? okay. I I couldn't do it. I mean my my concern is is doing it while you're driving is probably not the best option. But, oh, no, no, but as right. far no, as a recording, a recording environment, environment, as far as yeah. a recording environment, I think it's great. It's a it's yeah, an no, enclosed no, no. area. I mean, the distractions. Yeah, yes. no, no, exactly. No, but okay. but but I think uh, doing it in the in the car is not necessarily a bad idea. I think uh, no. It's it's going to be a good sound-buffered environment, so your audio quality is going to be good. So you just have to make sure that, I mean, you could probably walk in there with a condenser microphone, you know, like one of these portable condenser microphones, and record a terrific episode right there and just have your outline on the on the uh, steering wheel or something like that, if you can pin it to the steering wheel. It's a great recording environment. And then also just make sure that you're submitting your show to iTunes, Apple iTunes, to Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Podcasts, um, get it into, you know, promote it on Stitcher and, I mean, on um, on Facebook and Twitter and all the common places that people uh, consume this stuff. Getting it into the Apple iTunes will get you into, like, 30 other podcast listening apps automatically. So yeah. it's, it's really your number one distribution. 60% of audio consumption is, podcast audio consumption is happening in the Apple ecosystem. So you really have to be there if you want to grow your show. So,
1: anyway, I think finally, we, I just one parting shot to uh, Dave because uh, you know, this is just what I find, Dave. This is just me. Sometimes just people aren't listening. I, I don't know what it is, right? I don't know what it is. I could have three or four shows where I'm just like, how come what happened? Where, where'd everybody go? And then you just keep plugging along, and they, they either come back or something strikes people's fancy. I don't know what it is, but I think we all well, if go it's sunny this. up, people stop listening. You got that right. Yeah. Summer's right around the corner here. We're in it practically out here. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just, it just, for whatever reason, like podcasting, I love it and we all love it. And that's why we do the show. But sometimes it just sucks when nobody listens, right? You do a yeah. show. I've had this happen on YouTube. I'm like, this is a million views guaranteed. And I spend all this time and I edit it and I condense it to like a little five minute little video and I screenshot and I'll, nobody, nobody cares. Right? Yeah. Nobody cares. Then yeah. they talk about something like the gas tax in, here in California, which, by the way, affects everybody. So everyone was freaking out. Didn't think it was going to do well. Thousands of views in a couple of days. Tons of comments. You know, so you never know. You never know. And I just, uh, you know, I, I I don't know what you want to call it. The podcasting blues. Right? Yeah. Like every once in a while, it just sucks to podcast. <laughs> It's yeah. Not all fun and games. It's all- no,
0: it's not. There's <laughs> it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of grunt work to this. You know, there's let's be honest about it. Let's the be honest about it. This work. is not an easy thing to do. And of course, yeah. nothing in life that has any value is easy to do. I mean, that,
1: that's just the way it is. And Whether you know it's what? Starting Rob, a man, business or creating content—it's hard work. That—that that, I want that on a shirt podcasting is not easy to do because so many people think well if this guy could do it all I need is a mic and a laptop, well. and, you know right everybody thinks kind of everyone kind of thinks that and some people just you know don't realize that the effort that well, goes into, we like, really have
0: having- i mean we as content platforms you know spreaker is is probably guilty of a little bit of this too or we we put in our marketing materials that it's it's easy to to do a podcast on our platform. Well, um, w- w- which it is relatively right. It is well.
1: Spreaker makes it easier than just about anyone else. I, I would yeah. have to say that.
0: Yeah, it's and that's. Easy. I mean, as far as the publishing side now, the I think what we're talking about is the, the grunt <laughs> work of actually making the content itself. Right. Uh, I call and, it art.
1: You call it grunt work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is
0: a form of art, but it's, it's, it's both, also man. it's 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 a painful for my wrist because i have a sore wrist um to to do this stuff all the time to edit wave files and things like oh, that I so, hear you, man. but uh but anyway it's 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 what it is and i i i love doing podcasts live and and i like, like you know i do two shows every week and
1: and you're and thorough so, i don't know if the, li- the listeners don't know this they can see the show notes but your outlines your show notes you're thir- i mean i don't know many podcasters who put that much time into their outline and uh, show notes afterwards you're pretty diligent about that stuff you never really slack off on that i've never seen you slack off on
0: it i slack uh, off
1: all the time on my own well, show
0: notes <laughs> well it's probably it's probably too much show notes is what i put out there
1: though but I but it's
0: know. yeah like, no you don't I think mean, so
1: I, I know because i think it probably helps the listener because i've gone back to the shows that we've done to find out stuff we've talked about right like i'm like oh we did a show on that what the heck where what were we referencing like some of the numbers and stuff i went back today to go look at some of the numbers on uh to talk about this show but i found that article i talked about so i've gone like into the archives and rehashed old shows that i've Uh talked about on the Exim experience just Uh some blurb so yeah i mean i like the it's easier to find that way sure you know what i mean it's easier to locate it and it's probably a lot of that is i was saying your show notes but I suspect it's your keywords too, right? That, that's how I'm finding it easier. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely so, uh, a part bush. of it. And and people have also um, done show notes that are like um, timestamp too. So it'd be like each topic has like, well, we talked about this from 20 minutes, 30 seconds to, to 30 minutes, 40 seconds, you know, and we talked about mm-hmm. this topic. There's people do show notes like that too. And I've done that for podcasts that I've done in the past as well. Um, so time consuming, though. No. Oh, it is because you have to go through and oh, listen to every oh, every uh, the whole episode. And, and I'd rather transcribe it, write down exactly when you started talking about that topic and when oh, you ended. So, time that. yeah, well,
1: some people do. They're, no, I they do. I mean, that's a diligent person. I'm just saying, like. Uh, like kind of like Dave, I think. Like I like the I like talking to the microphone. That's my favorite part. I don't necessarily want to do the syndication and in the show notes and uh, write and link it up. Like you he said, yeah. he's not sending it anywhere else. That's part of the problem. But you know what I mean? Like some people yeah. just don't want to do the back end part, and I'm like that. I'm guilty. I force myself to do it.
0: Well, and I, I don't do me. any show notes at all. I don't do any show prep for the other show that I do. Um, uh, the the new media the new show. Media I just show, pull yeah. up uh, pull up the microphone and turn on my webcam and. Uh, and launch, uh, you know, Skype, and I'm good to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how I. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I do go over the outlines and stuff, and think of my two cents that I want to do for the show. But I, I have it pretty easy on this show. <laughs> yeah. you do the show. Yeah, you do the thrust of, as you would say, the grunt work, and I get to swoop in for the art.
0: <laughs> that's right. Well, you're the color commentary, is what you are. Color that's color. the role role that you know. So this is like a um, a sports you know play by play action for a, for a baseball game or something like that i, I kind of it. lead the 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 conversation i'm i'm talking about the the innings right what's happening with the players and you're out there talking about you know the the background stories of of all the players and
1: giving the the color right I love it. I had – because somebody said – somebody asked somebody about me. This has had to deal with this group I'm dealing with. Long story short, they said they didn't know I overheard this. What do you think? Oh, Alex. And I guess they didn't really care for my show too much. (laughs) said, oh, he's a colorful character. So that's perfect, Rob. I'm a colorful character. You are. Oh, he's a colorful character. That's neither good nor bad, folks. That's somewhere in between. That's like purgatory of, of talk shows, I guess. Well, I'm sure character. that there's a percentage of our
0: audience that that tunes in that looks forward to getting your uh, colorfulness So
1: my, God. my, my podcasting <laughs> rage <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes that's right That's right So that's good I think I, I think maybe we should wrap this up because we've yep, totally okay. blown apart our, our our entire topic today of but podcast length doesn't matter Yeah now. exactly well it, I guess it doesn't matter, does it I guess we're proving that today let's do another hour the hell it.
1: <laughs> yeah let's just
0: keep talking. We can do it. All right. We'll do a 24 hour podcast. Sometime. Well, We will respect your ears today. They're probably sore because they've had the earbuds in there for too long. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll wrap it up for this week and we can both kind of move on. I know you've got a day job you got to get to. So, and so do yeah. I actually. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Alex, for doing it with me again and putting Thanks, up you. with some, some, uh, some contra- controversial topics today. I, I appreciate you I giving, love it. giving us your thoughts. It's all good. more
1: controversy, the better for me.
0: Exactly, it, it drives more more listeners, and Dave Dave will totally appreciate that. So that's that's probably why you threw it out at me. He says I got to help Rob out. We got to bring a little controversy to that show. <laughs> really, I think
1: you did it. I think you did it. Shout out to Dave. Dave Dave seems like yeah. a good guy. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave is a really good guy. So anyway, you know him, right, Rob? He, oh, he
1: yeah. oh yeah, oh on... yeah. Oh okay. So oh yeah. <laughs> I've
0: known Dave for many, many years. Actually, we we were together at a podcasting event uh, in uh, Philadelphia, not let, this past summer, and we both went and saw the Liberty Bell together. Oh, uh, sweet! In that would have Philadelphia. been Philadelphia. So, so
1: yeah. No, but... okay. And he's a nice guy, I'm sure. We're friends. <laughs> he all... He's just rattling your cage, Alex. And it works. No, it works. <laughs> it's not very hard to do. <laughs> not very hard to do. No, I appreciate the comment from uh, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, and
0: like I, I said, th- yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, if you want to reach me with a comment or feedback, send it to Rob at Spreaker.com. Uh, and um, you can find Spreaker online, too, um, at Spreaker on Twitter. Um, go to Spreaker.com and check it out, and if you're looking to host a podcast, is uh, a great place to do that, and if you like live streaming, it's that even makes it better. So thank you so much, and I uh, hope to have you back next week, uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. <laughs>